You're now listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. My AKA for today is Don't Let Mud But Ruin Your Life. And as usual, I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. Hello, everybody. This is Candace, aka. Make sure you wash your goddamn hands when you're done now. Hey, let the soap and water take you. Say your ABCs, beginning to end, with the with the ending chorus. Don't don't let mud but ruin your holidays. Um. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? We back, and we are back with our third amigo, who we miss dearly. Hey, Adrian. Hey, y'all. Um, before we get, first of all, happy holidays. This is the episode before Thanksgiving, and it is sure to be a jam-packed one because it is a Ratchet Ramblings, Ratchet Reloaded mashup. If you don't, please go subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, patreon.com slash flawless noises five dollars which is the red noise level gets you access to the companion show ratchet reloaded where we cover um ease house of villains a, a ton of shows on zeus uh basketball wives love and hip-hop and last but certainly not least everything we tv has to offer by way of life during lockup love during lockup love after lockup life after lockup Damn, how long have you been locked up? Is you ever gonna be unlocked up? Um, unlocked and up. They, <laughs> and they finna come with another show about people that were innocent and were locked up. Like, ooh, mm. ooh, they really artists really imitating life. Let's let's get to it. And I could tell some of these motherfuckers so weird that they probably just need to be guilty. It just you know. So shout out to that. Uh, it's been a whirlwind in 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 the media this week. Most notably, uh, here a, a trigger warning is going to be some discussion about domestic abuse, domestic violence, sexual assault. Uh, but all three things that have you know hit our social media, our media, our news platforms this week concerning the lawsuit uh, that was filed against Diddy by Cassie. The uh, So much stuff has come out about Kiki Palmer and Darius. Um, Partisan Fontaine finding out that that man is older than me. That man was born in 1982. That man older than me. That man, finding out that that man is well into his goddamn forties, and how old is oh. Megan Thee Stallion? Megan is younger. Too than damn me. young for him. Oh, Adrian oh. said it best. True. That could be her father. Yeah. 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 Only- yeah. I just did my math a little quick. That could be like her. Oh, ew. Twenty twenty-eight, and he's what 43? No, he's 41. gonna he's gonna be forty-one. He's gonna be forty-two. 14, 14 year age gap. What do what do we keep saying? Men who are not fucking predatory, disgusting bastards are not seeking women so much significantly younger than them. Especially if you couple it with 
all of these tweets that have been unearthed about him making comments like, yeah, I hope my girlfriend, at least in high school by now, he was saying shit like that when he was good and fucking grown. While also being a substitute teacher. While also being a substitute teacher. I just want you to know that in in 2002, this man was 20, okay? In 2002, Partisan Fontaine was 20 years old. A nigga named Partisan. Because in 2002, I was I was graduating from high school. I was turning 18. So in 2000, in, in the 2010s, in 2013, 14, 15, that man was deep. That man was in his fucking 30s talking about he hope his girlfriend is at least in high school by now. Nasty work. Mud butt work. (laughs) (laughs) Now he deserve have the mud butt you deserve. This what I this what I want to say, and it it we need to have this conversation. And I'm willing to give women grace and time to unlearn and figure it out. But women have to stop partnering up and being in proximity to men who have a history of being fucking awful and then it doesn't matter as long as they're not awful to them because history and statistics show us that awful men are awful in general they're not selectively awful they're awful to everyone friends family partners spouses kids cats dogs the mailman the lady that worked down to Popeye's uh the motherfucker at Chick-fil-A and they just Chick-fil-A deserve mean people because they're biggest but but awful men do not stop being awful because it's you so that's that's one of the the takeaways I want a lot of women to take with them it might not be your day now but your time will come due when it comes to terrible fucking men and we've had this conversation of about Meg and her proximity to, you know, Trey Songs, Tory Lanes, the baby, uh fucking partisan Fontaine. They are not here to be better for you. They are here to make you worse for them. They're not they're not getting you so that they could be a better man, a better human, a better person. They're trying to beat you down into the ground so you could be a worse version of yourself. It, it, I don't need the Kiki Palmer shit. I'm a stand for her mother. I'm a stand. She called that man and his family every type of dick sucker that dick sucker could exist. You dick sucking son of a bitch. You a dick sucker and and just very. And I don't even think she's well. There was, was some homophobia. Say, I was about to say I knew there where you was going. Homophobia there and and. In your mind, it's like this an older black woman and they're just very foul and she cussed his ass out. But like even throwing Usher under the bus is being homosexual to get him off your ass. If you have to try to out someone or if you have to make assumptions about someone's sexuality so that your child's partner could stop being a raging fucking abusive lunatic, there's a bigger problem at hand here. There's a bigger issue at hand. Yeah. But then just more information kept rolling out. And to to see that his own mama was the, his mama said, this one I knew the, the, the 
these kids and this lady have been through decades of abuse when she said, I'm trying to stay out of my son's business. Your son is over here beating on the mother of his child. This Your son is over here beating on a woman. It doesn't matter who she is to him. Your son is a domestic abusing piece of shit and you sitting up here talking about you trying to stay out of his business. And I tweeted, I said, they come from a long line of domestic violence and being exposed to it. And no, and no little did, did I tweet that did documents, court documents surface of the mama having a restraining order against their father for domestic violence. And that also lets me know that he not only was abusive towards Kiki, but possibly even the mama as well. Like they have a yeah. It, it was said that he choked out his own sister before. Yeah, exactly. Um, because I'm not even gonna hold you. I come from a, I come from a long line of Southern women that will pop a kick, that 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 two two shots to the dome for that type of shit. Yeah, and the crazy part, um, I just want to say, a lot of y'all don't even stick up for yourselves when your food order is wrong. So I would just really like y'all to stop asking victims why they didn't leave, why they didn't beat the person, why they didn't kill the person, why they didn't get a gun, why they didn't do this, why they didn't do that. Especially because let's Focus on have the an honest conversation, especially as women, it is hard to say stop and no in moments when you know you cannot say it and make it out safely. Focus on the abuser. He's a fucking abuser. And he I'm started just using it. And yeah, and he was using abuser language. Oh, I wasn't abusing her. I was I was wrestling with her to get her phone. Hello, nigga. Why would you be wrestling with somebody for their personal property? And wrestling is a form of fucking fighting. Words mean things. Y'all are so fucking dumb. You niggas is dumb. We was wrestling for her phone. First of all, you were wrestling, aka fighting with somebody for a phone that wasn't yours after you came in their house without their permission. You are very lucky you are alive because like Kiki Mama, Kiki Palmer Mama said, she should have put a bullet, you needed a bullet in your fucking head because that's trespassing. These niggas don't, you know? In order to be rich and famous, you have to be morally bankrupt. I absolutely believe it in my heart of hearts. I am willing to hold myself to that standard if I ever become rich and I and, and I'm and I stay rich and famous. I am doing things to maintain my wealth and a lot of that wealth maintenance even from faves comes at the expense of their morality. These are not good people. They are fucking weird. It's always some shit going on. Diddy is a fucking monster. I don't want to ever hear niggas talk about uh, how they not scared of niggas it's just not their business to get in, in the shit when it involve a, another man and a woman you niggas are scared more stories have came out from other famous men about how fucking loony diddy is than other than women have come forward about his abuse 50 cent wale kid cuddy it's it's so many stories that have been looming for a very long time about just how violent and volatile this nigga is. So no, do not ask Cassie why she just just now saying something. This nigga been shouting this woman out like they broke up amicably for years now. 
you know how you know how fucking psychotic you gotta be to constantly shout a woman out like y'all are the best of fucking friends after you was abusing her the way he was abusing her the same level of psychotic it is to blow up somebody's car blew up a nigga car dangle a nigga over the balcony like this was the five heartbeats and I believe everything that was in the complaint I read the whole thing Oh yeah, and really? I believe everything. I mean, we honestly, and I don't even when you think about it with like Russell Simmons, with Diddy. We've watched them be horrible and degrading to people. Yes. Yeah. It just, we just. I mean, for me, I just thought, well, that's just what the industry is. So if you're in that industry, these these are what pe- this is what people are like, and it's that's just it. It didn't. It seemed wrong, but it also just seemed like, well, that's the industry. So it's the industry standard for them to be assholes. But they've always been assholes and been very degradative to people. So nothing she wrote and can't and and that complaint surprises me, honestly. None of it. Whatever whatever they say he did, he did all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't even think that scratched the surface of it. Oh, absolutely. I don't, and that's why they settled. Yeah, exactly. As soon as I saw the news, I, I said on Twitter. Like they, they, the reason they settled that shit quick is because his lawyers looked at that shit and was like, "Nigga, this not going settle right now, nigga, right the fuck now." Because you did all this shit. Because you know she that lawsuit was recalling specific days, times, locations, people involved, who saw what, the aftermath, days later, weeks later. That is just what she could remember. Don't even even start to think about everything that she had forgotten because of all of the copious amounts of drugs and alcohol she was under the influence of to even do some of the shit he was forcing her to do. Yeah. Um and I and I feel like it was also settled because a lot of other people's reputations stood to be ruined if it was discovered they stood idly by and watched him abuse her the way that he did and i his phone got to ringing like no nigga tight button this up i don't care what it costs if i gotta put five on it make it go away and that's exactly what we are witnessing except for now she has confirmed every whisper and rumor that we have heard as regular people it has now been confirmed to the world it's, it's similar to Bill Cosby all over again, where it was kind of an open, like open secret how he was getting down, and then yeah. they got, and then everything came to the light and it got confirmed. Yes, yes, because Very I remember simple. that because it was a running joke. Wasn't the running joke? Oh, don't leave your drink around Cosby. Something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep, I remember that. So. But I, I echo Adrian's sentiments. I'm sick of niggas. Yeah, the same. Yeah, they're awful. And we want to just ex- extend our, you know, our heartfelt, you know, thoughts and feelings. And I know it don't always mean some prayers, but just know that people are thinking of you women, uh, praying for your continued safety, your continued healing. And, you know, it's hard to say, well, maybe this would be the, the true shakeup and the the awakening and the day of reckoning for hip hop. But sadly, it I would not be because it is hip hop is controlled by abusers. And now that they've mm-hmm. got a a formula for making things 
go kaput um you know this seems like it'll it'll be it'll be that it'll be a lot more settling out of court um so you know it but i agree that for somebody to have been so awful for you for so very long um you you do deserve to be compensated extremely handsomely you do deserve every nickel every penny every cent and I just want to remind people, victims do not have to be the the crusaders and the warriors that you want them to be. They are allowed to get justice in the ways that they see fit and the ways that benefit them. If we know as a society how abusive and how awful men are, how violent they are, we do not need victims to come forward to continue having these conversations and holding men's feet to the fire about abuse. It should not rest on the backs of victims to constantly hold abusers accountable. So that's that's not their problem or their burden to bear. Their healing is their burden to is their burden to bear. They don't owe the rest of us anything. So mm-hmm. you know, I just wanted to say that because I heard a lot of ah, oh, she settled for money now. To the, that's- but what people don't realize is just filing, like all the stuff she put in her filing is out there. Yes. So what more do you need? Like she's pointing you to everything. Yeah. And I would get gather she would want to settle because just like things will come out with Diddy, things would come out pertaining to her. If one of her things is alleging she they will get a prostitute, he was sex trafficking her. If there's videos or anything, that's gonna be in court's evidence. And we all see how money can get stuff either completely deleted or it get leaked and now that's out to the public and it's nothing that she would have said during a civil trial that would satisfy anybody that don't believe he didn't do it or thinks that she was stupid for staying for 10 years so i'm not gonna put my pain on display so i can show y'all i'm a victim fuck y'all i did the complaint the breadcrumbs are there let's start talking to some more people Aubrey always talking about the stuff with him. Maybe this will give other women, you know, the freedom to open up about this. But she doesn't have to display her pain and abuse during a court trial. I can mm-mm, mm-mm. A lot of the, so piece, she, the, the I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. She did she did what was best for her, and I'm sure it was a big step for her even to put those things in a complaint. Because women know what kind of world this is and what people that don't want to believe are going to say. Yeah. If we are not at a, in a society, not, if we are not at a point in society where we put in hollow tips and people who are, who are abusers, I don't want to hear shit about victims and specifically women getting settlements and money and compensation for their pain and trauma. The same motherfuckers talking about that are the same motherfuckers who will be pussy and let some shit like that happen in the first goddamn place. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, you know, we ready to hop into the show and uh you Salt Lake City. So again, I'm not sure if I dislike Monica or I dislike Angie more because I agree with Lisa. Do not come to me. Do not bring me something about somebody being extremely fucking awful to you and putting these rumors out here about you and your husband and spreading them 
and and you telling me how you can't stand her she's a fucked up person and i'm going to bat for you just to see y'all hugged up um playing kumbaya when it comes to shit like what monica did which thank you for doing it monica because we need the mess but Angie was supposed to visit the Meredith Mark School of Hard Knocks and that there would be no repairing a friendship with you after you have accused my husband of cheating all over me, talking about who, how the, how the men he's sleeping with are ranking his performance and how good he is in bed. And again, nothing about, has nothing to do with him sleeping with men. It's just the notion that you think you are spreading that this man is a rabid dog who can't keep his dick in his pants, no matter who is with. And then, and then taking it to the ladies as if Meredith is spreading the rumor and fueling a fire between us. And the whole time it's you. Absolutely not. I agree with Lisa. What the fuck is going on? And in the future, leave me out of it. Don't, don't involve me in this because ain't no fucking way. We're about to be cool after no shit like that. Which that leads me leads me into my question. Like, if you were just going to kumbaya with her or some shit like that, then what the hell was the point? What was the point? Because, like, you was ready to, like, you can't go, you can't go from hell to hello in, like, in, 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 two, in two seconds. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's some shit. Like, I'm just, like, that's that's some shit when you go to the, 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 the Nene Leak school of I'll knock a bitch out or <laughs> some shit like that. Like, what the which also, oh gosh, we're gonna we're gonna catch it after this. But they made some. It looks like they made some big chops on Atlanta. Marlo, Drew, and Sonya out the door. That's what's being said right now. But so Sonya got pregnant for nothing. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Gave that man a baby, and now they can't even afford it. I, the check ain't checking. What would you do with this? Eating ramen noodles off her uh her track and field medals. Because he hungry. <laughs> and the only way to feed him is to never mind. listen. Um, <laughs> I, I I think Whitney is full of shit. I'm to the point with Salt Lake City where I'm ready for us to get to the reunion. Um, I would like to see Meredith vindicated. I am very sick of this whole, oh, Meredith, you threaten people and you always threaten to... That's exactly how the game goes. I just do not know what world y'all are living in where you think you can be a fucking idiot to people and then there will be no retribution for it. And like what well, is like the type of lies and stuff that y'all spread like y'all playing with like you playing with her name and you playing with her money. I don't yeah. know in what world do you think you can do that, especially with a motherfucker who has the means to back it up. Yeah. Like, I don't know in what world. I mean, you saw what happened to Jim. Well. That's I all I'm saying. You play you play in the snow, it will melt. Hello. <laughs> now, I, I do want to, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season because I saw various uh, clips and things from BravoCon, and it was saying how the women were not uh, speaking to Monica, none of the women from Salt Lake City were speaking to Monica and none of the women want to sit next to her at the reunion and shit like that. So I am looking forward to what has transpired throughout the rest of the season for us to be at this point. Yeah. Because it's it's very interesting. 
yeah, like Monica for better or worse is kind of carrying the season because outside of that, I kind of don't care. But, yeah. but I mean, to be fair, like that's why she came on the show is like to 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 bring the shits to to bring the shit storm. So it's like she's doing her job, and yeah. for that, I'm grateful because outside of her, nothing has. Like I don't care. I don't care about what Lisa got going on. I don't care about what Whitney got going on. I don't care about, about what uh, Heather got going on. Uh, Meredith just vibing, and <laughs> Mary, and Mary won't allow us to know what's really going on in her life. So it's like Monica really is with the backbone of this show currently, flaws and all. Yeah. No, I I wholeheartedly agree. Um, that Monica is absolutely doing a lot of the heavy lifting but is it so much heavy lifting that the girls will try to cast her out next season and so a little part of me wants to wants her to pump her brakes a little bit uh because you need to have one to two allies amongst that amongst that group and not angie because angie doesn't have enough pool herself so you need to be in in Whitney's good grace or or Lisa or Heather or Meredith. I would say at least Lisa. Yeah. At least. Or or even even Heather. Like yeah. e- even even Heather. Yeah, I mean she got enough shoulders to do some carrying, so Ooh. Mm. Damn. Okay, cool. No, sometimes the chopper just gotta sing. You know, just saying. Gotta do a little twinkle twinkling. Yeah, I mean speaking of heavy lifting. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. I didn't I didn't particularly I, I just feel like every time I see Whitney on my screen this season, she's not actually saying nothing. And so I want to be left alone. I want me and my family to be left out of whatever Whitney has going on because she had that whole conversation with Lisa talking about how you misbehave. You misbehaved at my event. Girl, you didn't even have food in an open bar. Mm. Like, girl, don't nobody give a fuck about that half put together event trying to feed motherfuckers, trying to make motherfuckers pay for drinks on an empty stomach. I know you fucking lying. Nasty work. Always sitting up here talking all that money shit and you couldn't even have no charcuterie boards. Talking big money when you uh, when your husband being sued for scamming is crazy. They they acted just how they were supposed to act in a place with no fucking hors d'oeuvres and a and a paid cat in a cash bar. That's what I'ma say. They carried on exactly how the fuck they were supposed to have carried on. Classless, like that goddamn event. Tacky. Turned around. Turned a foot. Turned every which way but loose to a free bar, to an open bar. Mm, going on, girl. Um, Mary saying that Heather looked inbred is fucking nuts because where's the lie it's it's nuts for two reasons one because it's not a lie two because mary married to her grandfather (laughs) so it's 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 like hey talk about a lack of self-awareness right it's like like you're not wrong but nigga like you're not wrong but you are wrong right because you you are married to and have a son with your grandfather-in-law hello it's like, well, if anything, you you and Heather got a lot in common. You know what I'm saying? She, For sure. The apple don't fall too far from the ancestral tree, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like you and your Maybe grandma that's why have shared like the, you and your grandma have shared the same dick. Leave us alone, please. Maybe maybe that's why she don't like her. 
for one reason what she don't like her. She like you, 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 you. She copied my whole flow, ball for ball. Golly. Well, thank you, Salt Lake City. They're on like episode ten. They should be coming to an end pretty soon. Um, fucking Potomac. Um, speaking of snow, <laughs> you know, I'm glad Karen is standing her ground with Mia. Like. Mm-hmm. I am so glad Karen has standing her ground because what Mia did last season was nothing more than a ploy to fit in better with Giselle and uh, Robin. And it was, it was a complete lie. And this is a thing that I always, that I do. And I say, if I come and tell Adrian or Jeremy, so-and-so said something I'm telling you. And if you go and tell them like Candace said, did you say this? Did you say it? I'm not going to have no problems with it. If I'm the source uh, if I'm the source and I'm bringing you some some pertinent information, you can absolutely quote me on record as having said it. I'm Staying not finna play no. Hey, I'm telling you this, but don't tell her I'm not. Don't say I told you. No, no, because if I'm bringing it to you, I fuck with you heavy enough where yo, I value your loyalty better than this person's. And if that's a bridge that gotta be burned, it just is what it is. You gotta stand on business. I I'm not I'm not gonna stay neutral on no fuck shit. So Mia never had a source. I feel like it was a blatant lie. I don't care how freaky deaky and drunk Karen is. I don't think Karen is is fucking people in in bathrooms in Vegas. I think that Karen and Ray have enough money individually and combined that if Karen wants to get her freak on with somebody that's not Ray, she knows how to do it discreetly. So it's like. Again, Mia, you you tried to fit in with this group of girls and you never really stood a chance because Robin and, and Giselle only give a fuck about Robin and Giselle. And even everybody then, else could be collateral damage if need be. You played um, yourself. Truly. What the way Wendy ignored Giselle and Mia, chef's kiss. <laughs> chef's kiss. I am here for it. I am absolutely here for it. If you are going to pay a bitch dust, that is how you do it. That's how you do it. Wendy has make it, been making them seethe for at least the past three seasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. They can't stand her. No, she's not she's not bothered enough. She's not vying for their attention. Their their lack of their friendship or lack thereof doesn't um, you know, affect her life in any big, big ways. And so they have been crying for 40 days and 40 nights about it. Mm-hmm. They really have. Um, I will say, I don't, I don't want to, um, I don't really need no talk show from Wendy. No, I want her to find, and it's a, it's a thing with a lot of personalities. Everybody wants to have something outside of like the show to promote, but everyone is doing things that they aren't passionate about don't really have a background for like and just trying to make find something that fits to generate another stream of income yeah that's what it is because don't get me wendy's not engaging enough she doesn't have talk show personality to me no she doesn't she doesn't now if she was on someone's talk show i she'd be a really good time on like coming on to some but just like sitting alone herself or her like interacting with something she just don't have it to me i haven't seen anything yeah it, it nothing I can, it, nothing jumps out 
about Wendy. Like, yeah, she's a very she's smart, like mashed she's potatoes. A, yeah, it's like yeah, it go with side. It go with the main course real good, but nobody just eating a cup of mashed potatoes. You always need a little some. You need some mm, a little more. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful though and intelligent gorgeous yes and I, that takes nothing away from it but i i don't need a, a talk show from um wendy also I, I will say that um, sometimes some people are the are the, the alley ooper not the dunker yeah yeah wendy has good defense like yes. she 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 can adjust when when people are are trying to play in her face wendy wendy knows how to you know, you're not going to play too hard in her face. She know how to make adjustments. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. Um, have we, did we all peep that Michael Darby is suing Candace for the exact amount of the house that he bought for Ashley? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ashley playing in our face, she don't know anything about this lawsuit besides what we read on the internet. Quit playing in my, play, my face. Let make me tell mind. you Please something, stop. bitch. Yeah. Let me let me tell you some you you backwards backyard inbred musty mulatto ass motherfucker. You know everything going on in that lawsuit because I am almost certain you are named as a part of the fucking lawsuit. And if you are not named in the lawsuit, you are absolutely testifying on your husband's behalf that you heard Candace say this or do that or whatever the fuck. And I am just wondering. I would love to have more details because on the outside looking in, it just feels really frivolous. And as we just recently saw with a certain chef on the internet, mm-hmm. you can bring whatever lawsuit you want against somebody. That doesn't mean a judge or a court of law will find merit in it and could sanction you for the lawsuit being so frivolous. So I am wondering is Michael truly wasting his time or are there some details that we have not been made privy to um, pertaining to this situation? So that's I'll what I'll try to like see know. if I can find the filing. See if it's, I know it's public record, but sometimes if it's in a E format, you have to pay to have access to that, but I'll look for it and see if they have it for free somewhere and read through it. Yeah. Thank but you. But I Adrian. just think Michael, but I think Michael just has money to, drag it out he has yeah. the money to be a nuisance to candace is, is the best way to say it and that's what it seems like and try to and and try to make her life uh hell mm-hmm. you know try to make her life hell and and drag it out any way possible uh because it'll cost her money even if he's dragging it out yeah but hopefully she will at least counter sue uh for her legal fees and things like that but i i just i just feel like it's a foolish shit lawsuit he has been accused by many 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 people uh you know regarding his sexually inappropriate behavior with others so uh i hope candace is able to stay in the fight and yes ashley is absolutely full of shit and she knows far more than she's letting on and i agree that um there's no reason to be friends with an individual like that it's a conflict of interest so 
However, I was very shocked to see Wendy sitting down with Ashley talking about stabbing. She doesn't, she hoped Ashley doesn't stab her in the back. And Ashley turned right around and stabbed her in the back by making it seem like Nika, Aneka, Aneka, um, said something really awful and culturally disparaging about Wendy's family, only to find out that did not happen. And Ashley is full of shit and a liar. As she's always been, and Candace, you have been one of the leading um advocates for you said it for many years now don't let this new mom shit and this new baby shit fool you a snake is still a snake is still a snake Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's evil in that big ass head of hers it's evil yep i maintain and i will continue to maintain that everything ashley does on this show especially while Michael is not a lar- is has not been allowed to basically be a part of the show, um, is to keep the the focus off of their whatever they have going on, because there is no reason that there's still a quote unquote divorce and shit going on, and they're taking trips and family vacations together and going to the Caribbean and shit, and there's not a single piece of footage of it. She is being allowed to live her life not in front of the camera and show the bare minimum. So she has to be a bone, a, a mess carrier. She doesn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. She got to go. She got to revert back to her season one form. Oh, no, not season one. Was it season two that she joined? Something like that. It was, yeah, one of them earliest. I think it was season two. Um, One, do not give a damn. That's it. That's the sentence right there. That's it. That's it. Period. That's all I had. One, Full do stop. not give a damn. <laughs> And I was watching a podcast from um from this uh Bravo. It's a Bravo podcast with two white guys, and it's called Bravo Bros, if I'm not mistaken. And I think I retweeted the clip. And uh, God, lead did they drag one for filth? Uh, bear bear with me. Let me see if I could find it because I mean, it it was the dragging of of dragging. Okay. It it was it was very nice. It was very nasty. It was very you're a fucking liar. Uh, and talking about he he got fired because he wasn't winning games. Oh, here we go. We start talking about his coaching situation and job situation, and I want to get into that Love more. Them so that boys, we did last week. I know. Fuck you, dude. No, you don't. Because what Cry happened? Them boys. What happened at your previous job at Coppin State? is atrocious and you were the head coach and one of your players got catfished by an assistant coach to the point that he was blackmailed into sending sexual videos and you as the coach of this basketball team your job when these kids get to college is to take care of them help them become better men and send them out in the world the parents entrust these children to you to care for them and look out for them during their tenure at coppin state not only did you whiff on that entirely you then tried to cover it up. You didn't address it. You kept the coach on staff for an extended period of time without firing him. You had no regard for this young man's health, mental health, mental well-being, life. His life is fucked because of you. Because you could not fire that guy and speak out on him. Take a fucking stance, you pussy. Like, that's what drives me nuts. This guy wants to be like, oh, I got fired because we didn't win games. Like, you know, I got that lawsuit, but I love my guys. I love my guys. If you loved your guys, we would have seen it in the fucking press. You would have went to bat for this poor kid. Instead, now he's alienated 
he feels like shit. There's no telling what's going to happen with this kid next. He went to Coppin State under your tutelage to try to get to the next level of basketball. And instead, you let an assistant coach fucking manipulate one of your players and you have the balls to say on TV that you got fired because you don't win games? Like, seriously, seriously, fuck you. We start. So, yeah, that's it. That's, that's how I feel. Couldn't have said it better myself, to be honest. That's I have nothing to add. Shout out to the Bravo Bros. It was a poignant drag. There was there's no reason for me to rewrite history. You got fired for a multitude of things, and it wasn't just winning games because Coppin State never been fucking good. They ain't mm. never been to nobody's Sweet Sixteen. They ain't never had nobody's championship. They suck. They been fucking sucking. And once they were, then once they suck and were gaining all this fucking media attention because you're a terrible fucking person committing infidelities and it was rumored you were fucking uh fellow coaches that you were working with in the athletic program they let you to fuck go they didn't just let you go because you haven't been winning games you've been having winning fucking games all the extramarital shit and all of the outrageously disgusting sexual assault allegations and things linked to you and your basketball program is probably why you were fired more than likely it wasn't just because you didn't win games. You doing all of this and not winning games was probably the cherry on top. Correct. And he don't fucking care. Robin don't fucking care. They think it's a joke because I agree. Me and Adrian said it. They have some type of agreement. There's an agreement in place because they make more money together than they make apart. And this is a money grab. She don't seem in love with him. He don't seem in love with her. There is no passion. They seem like a homeboy and a homegirl who is roommates and they just happen to have two fucking kids that's getting close to being grown. You know, on the internet, it's sometimes said that if people's financial situations were better, they wouldn't even be together. And I think that's Robin and Juan. Yeah. I think once she lost, once she lost all his basketball money, I don't think they had a choice but to kind of be together and rough it out together and i think it's just stuck yeah 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 but he doesn't but i wouldn't even say friends because he don't even respect you as a friend like even if you have an agreement even if they have an agreement you can't respect me enough to be discreet so that blogs ain't constantly catching you places and you know that makes me look stupid you know i'm gonna have to answer a whole bunch of questions yeah i've I mean, I I think we've said it before. I he he. I don't think he'll ever admit it and be honest because oh, a cheater being honest—that's crazy, right? So you know, oh, there's that. But I will to your point, Adrian. I think the reason he, I think he's purposefully sloppy because he knows that it'll put Robin in a bad situation. Because I don't think he ever has nor ever will stop resenting her for for losing all his money. Yeah, and, I and like I that. said, her, you know, I said it last week and I and it bears repeating. Robin does not have a storyline that is not ha- has never been ever directly connected to her relationship with Juan. We don't know anything about Robin without Juan. That is her storyline, that is her lifeline, and until the wheels fall off, that is what it will continue to be. Because sadly enough, and I'm I'm a part of the problem, I like a I like a train wreck. 
when it comes to their relationship. It's just mm-hmm. a very, it's very interesting to see two people stay together who don't seem to really have romantic feelings for each other. But it brings the money in because if you take away Juan, if Juan is not on the show, if Juan and Robin don't get married, if Juan and Robin break up, that leaves Robin in a pickle. She has to figure out how to be interesting now. And we know she can't do that because the last time she tried to be creative, she gave us bedazzled hats. Bedazzled, if you will. Be, throw that shit in the trash. That's what it was. I'd rather bedazzle the trash can to put those hats in it. it be was trashed, really- if you will. It be It was definitely given a uh, MySpace uh, graphic art uh, hats. Ugh. So I, I mean, I don't know what. I mean, that's Robin in a nutshell. Like she's she's only interested in, in hearing echoes around that, whether it's the mess with Juan or or being Giselle's uh, henchman. Other than that, she what what else is there to Robin? Right. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing at all. So. I mean, I don't know what what they want from us, but it's gonna be a no dog. It's gonna always be a no. Um, I would like to know why a, a woman who is maybe a quarter black total, and I'm talking about Ashley because Sheila uh looks like the the cracker from Harry Potter who turned into a rat. Remember him? Um, with them teeth, Sh- Sheila is not fully black. Ashley's daddy is white. Ashley is a quarter white at best. And I would just like to know what made her, again, just being an awful bitch, being culturally insensitive. What made you run with misinformation to African women and and negative information? You made it seem like one African woman was being nasty and and spreading rumors and gossip. And then you took that information to another African woman as if it was factual. To start mess between those two beautiful African women and to to be able to start mess and pick at Wendy, but have another woman of a similar complexion and background to Wendy do it so that there won't be the colorism uh, topic. Yeah. Yep. Even though it's literally still is the colorism yeah, topic. I mean, it's, it still is. Because considering yeah. that NECA wasn't really... she's. I mean, we already know the behind the scenes. When they bring somebody on half the time, they're not a friend. They just find somebody to say, oh, this is their friend. They've gone to yoga twice. They're getting to know each other or whatever. So they bring NECA on and make her friends with Ashley instead of Wendy, since they share so much in common. Highly educated, African women, Nigerian women. Like, so you pick, I mean, y'all not fool, you, well, you're not fooling me. Yeah, they, they're not fooling anybody because this is, this is the play, this is the Potomac playbook and it's been this way for a long time. Have the dark-skinned women fight amongst each other while the light, the the lighter skinned ones pull the strings in the background. Yeah. That 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 is the that is the Potomac playbook. Yeah, um, I just you know think it's really disgusting and really awful to mingle and insert yourself in 
that conversation. If that is a conversation that Wendy and Aneka wanted to have, that is up to them. They know of each other. They have mutual acquaintances. Um, Again, I just always feel like Ashley does the most low down shit to dredge up drama. And, And again, I just hate that it's always, you know, women like Aneka who don't see through Ashley and Wendy. I just, I I can't for the life of me understand why anybody wants to be friends with this wombat. So, you know. It's disappointing because like, like we just said, like it's a pattern in a playbook. It's the same thing that happened with Mo, uh, well, to a certain extent with Monique and uh, Candace. Now we having, uh, then for a little bit, it was Candace and Wendy. Now it's Aneka and Wendy, it's like the the light skinned ones pull the strings and play puppet master to get the dark skinned ones to fight amongst each other. And you would think that you you would think that it would be obvious because again, we as the audience and viewers see it. Hey, we again we've seen the playbook for at least three to four seasons now. Um, so you would hope that the cast would too, but and maybe they will. But at least for right now, as we're watching the show, it doesn't seem to be the case, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But maybe they'll get it together by the end of the season. We can hope. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. We can hope. Uh, I do not care about anything going on with Candace as it pertains to this tour. Uh, forgive me. I think she does have a little buzz musically. Uh, but if we're not talking about them rumors swirling about Chris Bassett, I don't want to hear about it. Um I damn sure don't want to hear you talk about your vagina hurting and shit. Just leave us alone with all of that. <laughs> leave us alone. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't. So you know, best best of luck to them. Uh, well, y'all want to go to Married to Medicine or yeah, we could we could round out Bravo Married to Medicine. Um, I do not have an ounce of sympathy for this woman uh sweet tea Letitia she is a liar she says she had never seen the show prior to DM and Dr. Greg that is a lie um you jump <laughs> head first into that man's DMs talking about giving him oblong head ass babies and you have the nigga that you deserve he is controlling he does have a Napoleon complex he does have little man syndrome he does believe because he's a breadwinner that he can throw that in your face every chance that he gets. And he's they, this is the exact same shit he did with Quad. All of the women saw it, but because they have been trying to cast Quad out of the group, they pretended like he was a good fucking husband and partner to that woman. And I am glad that we are seeing in 4K on our TV screens that he is the same nigga that he always fucking was. Mm-hmm. And I, do- I truly hope Quad feels vindicated because we are. It is almost like they have turned back the the footage, and we are watching the same Doctor Greg with T that was with Quad. He has not changed. I mean, she said it herself. Like I that 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 Quad Quad was right. Like I I love the I love the the how people try to give up plausible deniability and like you said Candace she she herself was like well 
I mean, that was with that was then, but I never watched the show, so I don't know. Then in the same breath, oh, Quad was right. Is it Uchiwale or one Mike? Yes or no, motherfucker. Well, you know she lying because ain't nobody sliding into Mr. Frog's DMs just off. <laughs> so let's so let's start so let's start there. That's where your lie was all fucked up. Like you're not sliding into them DMs without knowing he's a doctor and that he's on TV. So sweet tea, and here in Atlanta, too. she can save it. Like save it, save it, save yeah. it. Right, play somebody else, play play about, but like, I, again, this is the same. The, the, the G ain't changed. He the same fuck nigga he always been. He the same motherfucker that admitted to and then tried to gaslight and put shift blame on Quad at the reunion. Talking about well, we both abused each other. He the same motherfucker. He the same motherfucker. And and just kind of off on a tangent. Go ahead. Because I think I because I don't want to be. Okay, because I don't, because when older women tell younger women that are being pursued or are pursuing older men, what that trade-off is, they're called old, we bitter, we just mad that we not young and we used up. And then when everything comes out to be, I just feel like a lot of young women and kind of women in general could save themselves some heartache, some complications, if maybe just listen a little bit. Because older women have been through, we've been through the older niggas talking to us, the men with more money than us and how those dynamics can look. And maybe your situation will be different, but it doesn't even seem like they're open to hear the conversation. No, they're not. And again, and it just, it goes back to what we said at the top of the show There is nothing normal about men engaging, trying to settle down with women young enough to be their children. Greg is old enough to be that woman's father. Now, yes, she looks fucking old. Okay. Yes, she looks like she's his equal when it comes to age. But according to her, she is 31 and he is 50 plus years old. He is old enough to be her fucking mother, okay? And I'll say it again. Yes, she looks fucking haggard. Yes, her jaw is slack. Yes, she got a crazy underbite. Yes, it looks like a chromosome is missing. But according to her, she is 31 and Dr. G is 50 plus years old, okay? So yes, she is old. I mean, in the face. But she is young mentally because she has no idea what to even do for somebody who says she made makes a habit out of dating older men. I'm calling the bullshit on that because she seems flustered and out of her element with Greg. If you are used to dating older men, older men with, with a little bit of change like Greg, you, sh- you wouldn't be having all these problems because you know how to adjust. You know what is expected of you in, in this transactional relationship. You talking about needing an assistant to be able to go grocery shopping and plan meals. Something in the milk about her story don't add up to me. And I hope she sticks around so her so the truth starts coming out. Because she go from, I didn't watch this show, I didn't know who Greg was, to 
you knew you was cool with Toya to you only date older men, you only do age gaps, but yet you and you in this relationship with Greg like a fish out of fucking water. You can't hardly breathe. She's in this group of women like a fish out of water. She left a tag on her fucking dress. What are you doing? These bitches are sharks. Even the one that seems the most nice and unassuming, Dr. Jackie, is a fucking shark. These women are fucking mean and catty, and you are getting caught with the tag left on your goddamn dress, and the dress was fucking ugly. Mm. And you, first of all, I just, I want to say, I feel like they are forcing interactions with her. Because of all the people you would take dress shopping with you, why would it be Toya and Phaedra? <laughs> that's a, that's what I keep saying about these shows. Like, yes, you do need to freshen up the cast, but can it be like a natural freshening? Like, okay, girls, who are some of your friends that you might feel might be good on the show? Instead of just kind of like grabbing folks and putting them into situations because it's not authentic. And it's not... <laughs> To me, it wasn't really good TV. No, it's not. It's not. It didn't even, it didn't seem organic and authentic. And you could tell by how upset she got about the comments they were making while they were dress shopping. Those are not women that she considers friends. Those are not women that she spends a lot of time with. Because in what world would you be offended by your friend saying, Okay, girl, that's a cute dress, but it doesn't really flatter you the best. Or, well, first of all, I want to know in what in what world do you go dress shopping without proper undergarments? That's like um, you know the wedding. The, that's like formal. Now. Yeah, that's like formal dress shopping one on one. You go with proper undergarments. So if you're if you're gonna be doing a strapless bra, you have your bra. If you're going to have a, a bustier, you have that thing. If you're going to do shapewear, you have your shapewear. You have the shoes you're planning to wear and all this other shit. Like typically when you go wedding dress shopping, you go with your proper undergarments in tow so that you can see. And I just, again, what Phaedra and Toya was saying could be deemed as rude or offensive when they're not really your friends. Yeah. But when somebody is really your friend, you want them to tell you, well, I don't think that flatters you the best. Mm, Yeah, we're getting there. It it don't accentuate the curves you do got. That's what dress shopping with your your best people are for. It just kind of gives credence to what Heavenly was saying in that interview. I, I can't remember if it was with Carlos King or whoever, where she said that she was one of the advocates and recommending bringing Sweet Tea on with the hopes of embarrassing her. And and that kind of interaction kind of gives a bit of credence to that. Um, I still maintain that, that that still wasn't enough of a reason to bring her on this show and bring Greg back because we don't need that abusive piece of shit back on this show. I agree. So, but that does kind of give credence to the fact that she don't really have friends on this show and she was just kind of brought on to be an embarrassment more or less yeah they brought her on hoping she would fit in mm-hmm. yeah that that's that's why they did that um i i'm gonna be honest no disrespect but i don't care about toya and them kids um it was a little yang yang it was cute yeah it was like yay 
good having having the right conversations with your kids good good shit um Finally. we we did always say toya would do good with the wine club stuff i thought yes. the little wine tasting little shindig she did was really cute um i'm glad that the the ladies were able to really see what she's doing and it seems like the wine was good because the only one that didn't uh the only one that chose box wine was uh yak mouth simone so i you know i was like that's cool that's a cute little thing and she seems to be taking it further so good good for toya i really didn't have anything um you know are you gonna join our club hell no well, I mean, it's it's about time Toya finds something to do other than complaining that she ain't got time to fuck her husband. So I just want to say this: the internet is a motherfucker. So I I was on Instagram and I was scrolling and I saw like a recommended post and it was Doctor Eugene and Doctor Eugene has lost a ton of weight and he looks really good. Like he looks amazing. I'm not taking that from him, but one of the comments said that's cool. But you and Toya is over there drinking the Ozempic down like water. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. And I said to myself, damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because they was calling him all type of fat motherfuckers and how they said him and Toya's sex life went good because he couldn't find it no more because he had gained so much weight. Now he done lost the goddamn weight. They talk about he got Ozempic face. I mm. say you can't. You damned if you do. You damned if you don't. When you fat in the world, mm. if you fat, you need to get unfat. If you get unfat, who told you to get unfat? The way you got unfat. <laughs> he, he he just over there. He just over there with the fifty cent. Uh, me now. Why you saying fuck me for? He he just over there trying to get healthy. He is just over there trying to be a a a beacon of health. And wellness as a goddamn doctor. And somebody said him and Toya drinking Ozempic like water. Like, God, <laughs> dog, you can't. <laughs> the internet, the internet. God forgives the internet don't. The internet don't. Good, good. Heavens the murder fucking Troy, boy. Mm. Oh, man. Sweet Tea had another meltdown at the wine tasting. And it's just like, ma'am, go... Go home to Dr. G and that goddamn Mini Cooper. Go home. And it's so funny because y'all remember when we were starting to see the previews and they started doing all the promo and the rollout. They started acting like this girl was such an amazing fit for this friend group mm-hmm. and that she was going to be the reason Quad was iced out. And so far, the first episodes we've seen, this girl is a fucking nightmare. And it, and Again, I hope that she does find her happily forever with Dr. Greg. And I hope that, you know, maybe it this will finally be a one in one million opportunity where he won't be awful to her like he was to Quad. But the odds of that happening are very slim. And he's going to have the same marriage with this woman that he's had with Quad. And honestly, it could be worse if she does have children with him. Because he is a a selfish little teeny tiny piece of shit who will get jealous when she is having to dedicate a lot of herself and her time to a child. So, I mean, have the mud, but you deserve, sweet tea. That's what I got to say. Have the mud, but you fucking deserve. (laughs) Speaking of mud, but, um, well, 
Y'all want to go to the Bell Collective or y'all want to talk about love and marriage Huntsville? Mm. I say Bell Collective. Sounds good. All right. The Hell Collective. The Hell Collective. (laughs) Okay. So listen, the real, the villain that they want us to believe amongst this girl group is Latrice Rogers. But the real villain is Letitia. Because if you sit back and pay attention, Letitia's hand is directly connected to every piece of drama amongst that group. Oh, yeah. Letitia was a part of that shit when Marie went to meet Tambra's stalking ex. Uh, Letitia was a part of this shit with Tambra and Aikisha. Letitia has been a part of this mess with Latrice and Marie. Uh, Letitia has been a part of the mess with Sogucci and Latrice. She is the real fucking villain and I need people to fucking see it. And just because she the jolly fat bitch of this group does not make her a good person. She is a mean ass big bitch who was not popular in high school. And now she has an opportunity to be the to be a puppet master amongst this friend group and she is constantly sowing seeds of chaos amongst these girls. She is fucking messy. She talk about everybody behind everybody back and it's time to have a come to Jesus moment moment because I remember when the whole shit happened with Aikisha and Tambra and Tambra vehemently denied saying anything awful about Aikisha or saying that Aikisha was calling the girls ugly. We find out from Latrice that this was all a play by Letitia because she had smoke on her chest with Aikisha about this Fair Street stuff. And she didn't want to be cool with her because she was looking at her as competition. And so she turned Tambra into collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Just fucking awful. Just awful as hell. Also, I just want to know who has benefited from these scam empowerment brunches. And I mean, quickly tell me. Quickly tell me what these brunches have done for up-and-coming entrepreneurs. What type of grant opportunities have you provided? What type of grants have you opened up for up-and-coming entrepreneurs? What type of directory have you put together an entrepreneur directory so people can work together. What type of plans have you put together? What type of companies have you put created in a directory where these are companies that give startup grants or small business grants or small business loans to up and coming businesses and the qualifications needed? What, what have you done that directly impacts these subset of women that you are taking money from? Nothing. Be- because cold chicken and waffles is not shit to me. It's just vibes and waffle syrup. That's it. Keep leading this like this post. Like I it and that's the other part we need to be have a come to Jesus moment about. Everybody always breaking their neck to try to speak at these events. Who is y'all speaking to? What is y'all speaking about? Because we still first of all. You were not granted any type of anything for the Fair Street project. So that went belly up. Aikisha wasn't even, and she had a better business plan and proposal than you. So is the only way you making money is through these brunches? And if so, yes, it's a fucking scam. Because again, where what opportunities have you created to, to give back to the 
the people that's coming and sitting with you and breaking bread with you. Having a panel of women up there who are way out of these women's tax brackets and always will be because y'all don't put together, y'all don't put y'all money where y'all mouth is. It's a waste of fucking time and it's a scam. Like I said, like we said, scam. It's just, it's giving, we don't really give a, a shit about people who's not in our tax bracket and we are going to just create vibes. We are going to create the illusion and vibes that we for the people, but we just about maintain our, our own class and tax bracket. Nothing more, nothing less. And people just want connection. I'm going to be real honest. I've been watching a lot of documentaries about cults and stuff and people just really want connection and to feel like they belong to a group of like-minded people. And I think that's the perfect breeding ground for like these scam empowerment brunches. Because mm-hmm. I want to be a boss, bitch. I want to be a boss. I want to be this. I want to be that. So I want to surround my people, surround myself with people that on the outside, at least it looks like that's what they're doing. Oh, yeah, but meanwhile, nothing. But just start start a start a social club then. Like, I don't want to discount the need for connection and to be around people that have similar interests as you, but just start a social club. Quit taking people money. Start a social club. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thing. Because it's 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 taking event. I mean, not to be real messy, but we've seen this kind of thing on Twitter where people you know, seek community or seek connections. Want like you say, want to be around like-minded people, and then you have these motherfuckers that prey on that, prey on that need for wanting, you know, connection and community, and scam them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so honestly, for forgive us if we're not impressed by what you're doing, and and you don't have to forgive us because we're not sorry at all. I've been saying that like we that's just what I want to say that we're not we're not sorry at all. So we don't really need your forgiveness, but it just what you are doing doesn't amount to anything. The only thing you are doing is fostering mess. Yeah, you are it, the director it, of mess. It it doesn't amount to anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. We've not seen the fruits of these brunches. We've not seen how they help and how they give back. Um it's just money in in your pocket honestly the food good the panel is dry you in there you at these brunches with elaine bryan on showing and shit from under your your blazer it's just not giving it's not classy and so having these whole breakdowns with latrice about class and elegance and using swear words like bitch shut up i'm gonna keep it a book with you you can't say shit to latrice about class when when you are when you, one of your closest friends is Marie, one of the one of the most classless motherfuckers I've never seen on my TV screen. So and Latrice need to get a restraining order against Marie because it mm-hmm. don't make no sense to be that goddamn obsessed with somebody like since, clocking since, interviews, since season getting, one, getting her scissor sister Essie involved, like. <laughs> <laughs> like the even the scissor sister is mounting up now. I watched the interview by Latrice. Why would you be watching the interview Latrice is doing? Why do you care? Do you even know Latrice? Like yo, 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 scissor sister has been fighting with this lady for 40 seasons now over some goddamn weave that she got scammed out of by her wig maker. Like, please just leave us alone. Go, like, please, please. I mean, oh. what's going on with her and raising her son 50 loving children? That's hello. What, hello? No, no, we get into the root. Hello. 
her and that husband that's not a husband out like give us that because this Latrice stuff if she's going to do this for another season I might be fast forwarding through her scene because <laughs> I'm not I can't go through another season no I mean, not, not, that's real like that's what I'm saying it's like you got all these potentials for like where your storyline and where your scenes and where your narrative could go yet you're up here still Fight, fight, fighting, fighting by yourself, honestly, because the trees don't give a damn. She just wants you to leave her the fuck alone. When you are fighting this battle by yourself over some hair that, in uh, a matter of customer service, that literally could have been resolved with one conversation, and to the point where Latrice even extended the olive branch to resolve it, like yeah. she didn't make it a big deal. You did, mm-hmm. and as you have been clinging on to that. And you've been clinging on to that that storyline and that one side of beef for sixty four moons, so we don't have to talk about the fucked up shit going on in your life. Absolutely, at your big diaper wearing ass age. Not big diaper. Listen. Not not dookie diaper. D- d- hey, <laughs> what we said about mud butt? <laughs> what Sukiana say? Duke him up. <laughs> that duke, that she duke got a duke him up. No, nah, she got that dookie L is what she got. Like it, it's just it's just very weird. And also, I would like to know why so Gucci is not angry about Letitia, Marie, and Essie using a different realtor to find this space for their assisted living home. Mm-hmm. Where's the outrage about that? Since this mm-hmm. friends and y'all supposed to be empowering each other, why you don't? Why you only conveniently got mad at Latrice? When she used a different realtor, but all the other ladies who have looked for property have used somebody other than So Gucci. First mm-hmm. of all, I'm not getting with no fucking realtor named So Gucci. <laughs> You're not selling me no house because <laughs> so- I feel like I feel like you are you are getting you dealing with escrow illegally. <laughs> dealing with escrow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you the type of bitch to try to steal somebody's property from under their feet because they 93. Not you calling her Brett Fall. For sure. <laughs> so far. Gu- <laughs> so Gucci Farver. Like <laughs> so, so far, so gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm just not at all a fan of this woman. And I also think great. it was a lot, you had a lot of audacity to talk about. Latrice like a goddamn dog, but then show up to her mom's retirement. I mean, it's just, here's the thing: if and maybe you were showing up for work, okay? Because <laughs> I know that y'all get paid by the number of episodes y'all are in. So maybe you was just showing up for work, but let you tell her you and JJ got money down, y'all Gucci down to the socks. Quite literally, I wouldn't be in nobody's retirement party for a bitch that I don't fuck with. Did I feel stabbed me in my back? These bitches is full of it. But that's how you, again, like, every, every, so Gucci is just so fake. Everything about her, from her quote-unquote friendships to her allegiances to her relationships and her personal life with how she portrays to try to be, like, stepmother of the year, even though them kids don't fuck with her like that, for real, for real. Like, everything about her is, about her is just fake. It's, it's, it's unauthentic. mm, mm. Like that Gucci that you got on got a bad tag on it. Ooh. Ooh. You out for blood, ain't it? Your hair uneven. The nails is chippy. Ooh. You look dusty. Oh. You can't sell shit because don't nobody in your own circle want to sell it to you. Ooh. 
Just saying, you just have a lot of nerve. Where are reggae a, horns at? <laughs> you, you have a lot of nerve. You have a lot of mouth. You have a lot of audacity, but not the receipts to back it up, beloved. Mm. Mm. Personally, I want you and your um, Personally. Mr. Mucus. I want you and Mr. Mucus Mouse with your husband. I want y'all so gone off my TV not, screen. Not Mucinex Monster. Mm. Mm. What? And, that, and that's that on that. Mm. Okay. Coming to my Nikki talk. Well, and also I don't have anything to say about this double date. I just want to say that Cliff and Glendale, y'all do not need y'all wives to get together and hang out. <laughs> like y'all, y'all don't need each other to do that. So y'all can stop. Them two niggas is, and them two niggas don't need to be communing together. No way. No, because all it that's like toxic nigga Voltron. No. Mm-mm. All they doing is getting together to make awful fucking decisions. Yeah, cause like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a buck. Not saying that, uh, cause like Glenn is like toxic enough and terrible on his own, right? But I absolutely feel like Cliff at, like amps him up. He makes him worse than he already is. Oh, absolutely. Like he the one he the one that puts the terrible, which is like Adrian said, like the toxic nigga Voltron. He the one that had the power link cable. <laughs> oh, for sure. Two Decepticon ass niggas. Absolutely. Like no fucking, lies told. Fucking, fucking Megatron star screen face ass. Yeah, I agree. Well, okay. Love and Marriage Huntsville. Yeah, toxic niggas. Um, glad... I have a question. Oh, wait, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, glad that Nell and Chris Fletcher are on the show full time. Yes. Uh, Glad to have not seen the Scots in about two episodes. Thank the Lord. The, the world is healing. Okay, what you was going to say, Adrian? So I kept like rewinding the scene to catch. So Alicia, is that Chris's daughter? That, from okay, another relationship? so what I've been able to glean from this okay. is that that is his outside daughter. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh. Mm-mm. Okay, cause that that scene makes a lot more sense, and it adds actually adds another layer to things. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that to me is what I gathered from that when I started putting the timelines together, is that he must have cheated on Nell very early in their marriage, and it resulted in an outside child. It also seems like some of those kids, like, did it feel like one of the sons is not his, but is nails? Oh, they, I mean, they said it. That light skin one, I think his name is Lance. That's Lance, her I son, say. right? Yeah, it says nail son. So the captions will tell you, like, for him, it says nail son. When it was Chris, it was Chris and Nell's son. Their daughter, it was Chris and Nell's daughter. And I just could never catch Alexis's name to see like was that Chris and Nell was that Chris I could kind of tell it wasn't just Nell's but and then the other girl there was a niece so yep yeah so yeah Alexis seems to be his outside child Mm -hmm. and so first things first um all of the anger that she has needs to be directed at her father if mm-hmm. she if she feels that she was treated dif- differently than the rest of the children, he allowed it to happen. But also, we have to have a honest, con- like a honest conversation. If 
Because, like, even though that wasn't Nell has a son that's not Chris's, that that girl did not live in the house with them. So it's gonna. I think in some ways it's always gonna seem like I was treated Correct. differently because by proxy of you being outside of the house, you are treated differently. You might come over weekends, maybe breaks. If that, I mean, because we don't know where Nell and Chris was and their healing um, regarding it. Like if she was an outside baby, like we don't know where they were with that. So that could have been a whole nother level to things. So, yep, she probably was treated differently. And I think that they need to kind of sit with you were treated. And I think Chris, when he went out to the car to talk to her, was getting at you may have you may feel like you were treated differently, but you weren't mistreated. And I think that's where the difference and kind of nuance that people sometimes skip. So, and I, and I think Lance said it as well. He said, yes, things were different. You did not live in a house with us. Mm -hmm. I also want to acknowledge the fact that she has a very nasty fucking attitude and she talks to them any kind of way. And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very honest you cannot talk to me any kind of way in my house. We can have conversations. We can disagree, but she was fuck you. Kiss my ass. Like she was, she was, she was sending it up the river. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't have tolerance for that. Um, and so again, her, how she feels should be acknowledged. It should be a conversation, but the way she was speaking to nail to her father and to her siblings, that's not gonna fly. And every sibling and said that when she gets mad at one of them, she blocks the whole family. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, her feelings are valid, but yes, there's a lot of entitlement there. And mm -hmm. and I it, if I could see if they were coddling the other kids, but it sounds like as we saw. Nell just dug in the one son ass about mm -hmm. the dog and the money she owe him. So to me, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like she's playing favorites. But I think also when you are, and I don't want to say that, when you're a child that doesn't live in the home, even if you see that treatment towards one of their biological children, when it's towards you, you just always feel like it's because I'm the outside child. Yeah. So I think that's where a lot of things, and I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the difference between lifestyles where she was raised and Chris and Nell's is vastly different. Yeah. So I think that's another layer to it. So where Nell and them could have maybe could afford to give their other kids cars, maybe that situation wasn't like that in the house that she was in. Right. And it and seems I, like she's a stuck when she says I was I'm treated differently. Only thing she has brought up is material things. Oh, I wasn't invited on this trip. You went to the beach and you invited your employees. Well, it was employee appreciation day. Like, I think I think she has an attitude that makes the family kind of stand offish with her. Cause can I be honest, if we're going to be constantly rehashing this thing and not making leeway, if I'm on a vacation and I get to pick who I'm going to invite, I'm not going to invite you. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Cause I'm on vacation and I'm not here for a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And I mean, again, like 
I understand how trauma follows people from children to adulthood. Um, but if you don't want to have good relationships with people as an adult, you have to stand up in that and stop expecting people to kiss your ass to get along with you. Either everybody plans to do the work so we could be a, a healthy family or you got to do what's best for you. And I don't have a problem with a motherfucker going non-contact with their family because they feel like their family hasn't treated them right, hasn't acknowledged their pain, their trauma, their issues, but go non-contact and let that be what it is. You don't get to dis you don't get to pop up when you want to and treat us how you want to when you want something. Like even when and they talked about her wedding, like you you barely invited us, but we all still showed up. We yeah. were we we got a last minute invitation, but we still came. And she goes, I never hear from y'all. And everybody literally said, that's because you always have us blocked every time you mad at mom or dad. You you block them and then you block us. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, they, I mean, if they're going to work past it, they, they probably need to bring that in front of a, a third party, non-interested party to mediate, yeah. the, to mediate that situation. Yep. I but agree. bravo to having them on the show. Yeah. I'm I'm glad to see them on the show. Um, glad to see Martell and got out that man's goddamn house. Out time, Jesus fucking Christ, you homeless motherfucker! And I'm glad his brother clowned his ass. Talking about talking about he having eye surgery. No, you're having you're having facial surgery. Talking about eye surgery. He getting the bags under his eyes removed. His brother said, "Look at you trying to get facelift." <laughs> <laughs> and the bags is because you're evil, so it ain't gonna help. I was just about to say you getting a facelift of stuff, and you still gonna be a fuck nigga, ain't that some? No lies was told there. I wonder if him and Sheree share the same doctor. Hopefully, because she's had some good work done. She almost looked like Cynthia Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> you wrong for that. <laughs> you you're not wrong, but you're wrong. <laughs> Work so good, she got a whole new face. <laughs> I'm just saying. Facelift by Sheree. <laughs> Talk about uh, being she, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> she by Cynthia. Write that down. Before we uh, get out of here, I I am enjoying seeing Stormy's journey with Canvas. And I say that as somebody who is on TikTok and has been seeing just how awesome her current marketing is going for her latest line of Canvas beauty products. And she's kind of pivoted from hair care and more into body care and finding quite a bit of success. And like I said, amongst this group of people, um, she does have probably one of the more profitable businesses being valued at 20 to $40 million. So I think that's a big deal. I think her, if I wanted to see somebody talk at an empowerment brunch, it would be a stormy because she was very transparent about how she first started running it. She didn't know much about running a business that big, that quickly it hit rock bottom because she had, you know, didn't have the right people surrounded by her and they were stealing 
and the, the business was starting to fail and she went out and she got help and brought in somebody who knew how to run a business. And that guy, that man has helped her turn Canvas completely around. That's, that's the stories you want to hear because a lot of these scam empowerment branches like to make people think that you're going to start making $10 million once you start your business. And it just, it don't, it don't work like that. It really don't. But I need Stormy to stop trying to get Kiki and Tiffany to talk because Tiffany is a terrible bitch. And she the worst type of bitch because she don't know her own fucking roots, but constantly speaking on what the next bitch got going on. That's the one thing I, as much as I do like Stormy, I don't understand why Stormy's doing this because Stormy, you don't really like Tiffany like that for real, for real. And for valid reason. So it's just kind of weird to see. Like, I I, I want to Stormy to lean more into talking about her business and her success on entrepreneurship. Don't be trying to pull no male shit because you don't even like Tiffany like that. Correct. Correct. Well, is that it? Uh, that's all I had. Keep the Scots out. More, more of the Scots not being on my TV screen. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. More Chris and Nail, less Scott. Yeah, yeah amen. Uh, with that said, though, we are going to take a break, come back, get into our Ratchet Reloaded shows. We, we ain't going to be here much longer, but it's still going to be a good time. So stay tuned and we'll be back after the jump. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He can't get controls, <laughs> This is put some mismanagement. <laughs> and ho- and HGTV stuck behind, stuck behind her too. I'm gonna stick beside her. Oh, that's what oh, they she said. She was bringing in money, then. She was bringing in money for sure. Damn. Listen, hey y'all. Was it Chip? No. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it was Diana and, Ch- and Chip, wasn't it? Well, Chip, Chip and Joanna. Chip and that's Joanna. Another- that's so what I think I'm talking about. Well, okay, I'm gonna have a deep dive on this because I feel like they're still out together. Had got into some trouble around election season because it was Chone. No, it's not. No, it's not Chip and Joanna. This is a white lady with blonde hair. Okay, then. I think uh, I, let me. Yeah, let me. It's called Flipper Flop or something like that. HGTV couple divorce. Christina and Tariq. That's who it oh. was. Christina and Tariq from Flipper Flop. Yep. Tariq was a black man? No, he white. I have never known a white Tariq. This is yeah. like Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't play like Game of Thrones and have some niggerish names. Hey, yeah. What, what, uh, what women <laughs> said? Y'all got some names in them, all. <laughs> I'm good. Angela Gee. <laughs> Charlotte McGay. Charlotte McGay. DJ Scamby. Listen, y'all, we back. Happy holidays. Uh, if if the, if you're not somebody who watches um, E's House of Villains or uh, WeTV's 
love after lockup. This is where you can hop off on the train, hit that stop button. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure you are subscribed everywhere you are listening to podcasts. We are thankful for you since we are in the in the season of thankfulness. Uh, we are truly thankful that y'all continue to support us and listen to us. It means the world to us, but we are about to get into our Ratchet Reloaded feed. Uh, feed. And if you are not subscribed, hopefully this episode makes you want to subscribe because I have a lot to say about Fat Moana and Red. Mm. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say about Brittany and Andy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a ton to say about Key Rock and Brittany. Let's go. Okay. I got a lot to say. So, so before we, we going to get into East House of Villains. Um, because I feel like our predictions have been spot on when we first introduced the show, we said that Amarosa was going to dominate this house. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's a, a gift or a curse that she is so willing to be the biggest villain in the house, loud and out proud, because you've got the white men, Johnny Bananas, and what's the other one name? Johnny Fairplay. And yeah, Shake. And Johnny, well, Shake is not white, but and okay. Johnny Fairplay. His name is Johnny Bananas, ain't it? Yeah, there's one that's Johnny Bananas, and then there's Johnny Fairplay. Johnny Fairplay and Johnny Bananas are moving quite opposite of Amarosa in that they are doing a lot of villainous shit quietly while Amarosa is is getting the target on her back as being the biggest villainous bitch in the house. And but the I thing don't know. Is- even with her having a big target on her back, because I figured it out after binging this again, people are afraid to go after Amarosa. She's not untouchable, but people are afraid to go after her and miss is what the thing is. But if they would have all come together, that very first challenge, they could have had Amarosa out of here. But once you let her dig in her claws and she's able to start manipulating the board, People become more and more afraid of her, don't want to challenge her, want to stay on her good side. So I ain't nobody been real enough to come up against Amarosa. So, I mean, she's doing what she does best, honestly. Absolutely. She uh, so she became um, the house villain and they put up um, Shake, Corinne and Tanisha and Tanisha deserved it. Let me tell you, Corinne Tanisha deserved, deserved it, it and Corinne deserved it too because she backdoored New York mm-hmm. and it ended up being her fucking demise and she's gone home. Goodbye, bitch. Tanisha, you're a floater and Adrian and I talked about this in the pregame. You're a floater and I don't have a problem with a floater, but to immediately want to be, get up behind a white man instead of a black woman who has proven repeatedly she knows how to win and thrive in these fucking games. You are fucking foolish. And this is my thing. You don't always need to stand out as a dominant to dominate a situation. Just knowing who to align yourself with shows that you are looking to dominate in the game. Aligning yourself with the white man who is going to use you as collateral damage the first chance he he has and when he needs to I don't think you're playing the game properly. 
But that's the thing. And I think Shake might have said it. He said it in an earlier episode. They're coming from reality TV, but they're not coming from competitive reality reality TV. Yeah. So they're moving completely different. Those people that come, that have done competitive, you do challenges, people vote you off. Like they came in day one on strategy. Those other people are just used to, oh, we're just in the house together. Maybe there'll be fights. Maybe there'll be this. They're not used to the competition. And so I think a lot of people got caught, got caught out, got caught out there because they're operating under a different reality TV yeah. norms and rules. Yeah. Yeah, I I I had hoped Tanisha would be just a little bit smarter than what she's showing us. Because again, I would not have opted to build an alliance with the white men of the house. And it's absolutely showing to be his downfall, honestly. Um, Shake is fighting for his life and he is absolutely shaking back. But I... I <clears throat> <clears throat> Shake went up. Well, I don't like men like Shake or people in general like Shake because he tried to play nice until he ain't have nothing to lose. And then when he ain't have nothing to lose, he been showing his ass. He let everybody know exactly how he feel. I like mask off Shake better than whatever that was before. Yeah. The Shake that's trying to be extremely strategic, it is not um it's not delivering. If I was to be honest, like it, it's forcing. not, yeah, it's not believable. He he doesn't really have villainous qualities, in my opinion. So it's just kind of like, what you doing, Sweet Pea? Because he played that whole thing when it came to throwing Corinne under the bus with that vote with Anis, Anis, Anisfa and, and oh, yeah, and Fisa. And Fisa. Because I would have just played it off like, oh, do you think it was Corinne? Well, you know, I don't know, but, you know, it makes sense. She was New York's roommate. Like, when the, in those situations, you never make a declarative statement. You just kind of play along with what they're saying. Like, oh, well, it could be that. I mean, this, this, and that. But then you just going to throw the girl under the bus? Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. All because yeah. you was on some intel shit. If we want to really get, like, you were on some intel shit with Anifa, Anifa, uh. And Fisa, yeah, he he was attracted to her and she wouldn't give him the time of day. And so he started acting like a fucking clown. Yeah. Yeah, definitely is what happened. Um, and then when he was trying to become the house of villain, he's a he's a arrogant idiot. And those are the worst Mm -hmm. types. I like idiots that know they're idiots. So they have to work hard to not be idiots at every turn. He got Mm -hmm. so arrogant. Try unlock it, then unlock the box and take the actual champagne out. He fucking lost to Amarosa. Like mm-hmm. how fucking embarrassing! And ended up on the chopping block. Touchdown by the, at the five yard line. And by the grace of God, he was able to get the redemption that week. But mm-hmm. I am, I will be glad when Shake goes home, just because he's not good at the game. Remember, he also got talked. He got caught early on in like the first couple episodes talking shit about the one guy and he heard everything like oh he don't need the money but he but Jax was stupid but going back to that Jax was stupid for giving all that information oh my wife just got a two million dollar deal like yes why are you talking to people but then again that's what I'm saying they're coming from 
a social reality TV show versus a competitive. So sharing that stuff wouldn't be out of the way. But I once he said that, I'm like, oh, I see why. I see exactly how this is going to go because I would think the same thing. Y'all don't need the money. You yeah. bragging about all these deals and all these brands and all this and that. You don't need the money. At all. And you're At a strong all. competitor. If it's going to be physical stuff, oh, get your ass out of here. Yep. Um. Yeah, I was glad to see Corinne go home. Unanimously. Yeah, unanimously. Ooh. And so... There is no episode this week for for Thanksgiving. It'll be back on the 30th. But to me, this is probably one of the the better, newer shows like this. Like strategy. It's like I said, it's like reality. It's like Big Brother on steroids. So I'm enjoying it. Amorosa is dominating. I hope she's keeping a watchful eye on Johnny Bananas and Johnny Fairplay. I think that is her, those two guys are her biggest competition. And eventually she'll have to start making some power plays to get them out of the house. I think she can dominate everybody else in that house. Bobby, Tanisha, um, Shake, Amphisa. Um, I, I think she could dominate them. But I think if if she leaves Johnny Fairplay and Johnny Bananas lingering for too long, she's going to regret it severely. So I hope she's keeping her, her eye on the swivel when it comes to this, to them, yeah. she'll say. Because mm-hmm. they're, out, they're out for blood. But I think so. she's up next. Amorosa? I think, mm-hmm. I think she's up next. Because if you think of the vote... Um... Because Johnny Bananas, he'll go after Amorosa if he knows he has the vote. Yeah. And I think Johnny Fairplay will go along with wherever the house is leading. Yeah, I think so too. And so besides her roommate, because Tanisha's going to be gunning for her now. Bobby, I can't get a read on Bobby. Bobby could go either way, but... I think if Johnny Banana sees that he has the numbers or he can maneuver it well enough, he getting Amorosa out of here. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Amorosa is next on the chopping block. So I hope she's yeah. ready. I mean, that already. Like, if... Because <laughs> I can see her going on the chopping block and coming back, but she's up next. Yeah, I agree. Uh, ooh, y'all ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Just, where are we starting? Who y'all want to start with? Yes. Who who is boring? Who's the most boring? Gosh, that that's a hard uh, question. I would say the people from Schenectady. Who is they? Uh Sheree and Anthony. Oh uh, she he wanna be left the fuck alone. <laughs> and that's it. That's all. He don't want to party. He don't want to drink. He don't want to do nothing. He want to look for a job and he want her to take her motherfucking ass to work with that Whoville mouth. Yeah, she's very intense. Like, she's very intense. She's very... Mother, like, motherly and in a bad yeah, way. Like... And, yeah, not in a good way. That's a that's an adult. That's a grown man. And it, it there's no reason for you to be trying to raise no grown man. That's, that's what's crazy about it. And Listen, he don't okay. think... He yeah. don't seem like one you need to. Like he seemed like he's ready to be out and be on his shit. Like quiet life, nice he little seemed, job, whatever. He seemed like he got his shit together more than she do. 
in terms of what he needs to do to get get himself together. The other thing is, um, I I am somebody who do not like doing mock interviews with people I know. Mm-hmm. Because the person that's doing the mock interview doesn't know how to act like they're actually interviewing you. And she was being very weird and very annoying. And he's sitting there like, leave me alone. I know how to interview for a job. And what you're doing is not helping me interview for the fucking job. You sitting up here breathing through your fucking mouth. Like, go blow your goddamn nose. I don't like her. I mean, we've been advocating for him to, like, run far, far away from her. Well, we, yeah, we definitely was like, what the fuck when she, um, invited the baby daddy to the, to the joint. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, like this bitch is crazy. That's weird. So yeah, we've, we've all been like, uh, girl, what the fuck? What the fuck? Right. So yeah, we've all been on that. And I think it's safe to say that we do not want to be bothered. Not at all. Leave him and us alone. We would like to be left alone. Much like he would like to be left alone. Yes. Give us free. Speaking of somebody that need to be free, Louie, run. You know, he don't even look like he got to run. It looked like Melissa is running. That's what it looked like. And and it looks like, is she she running after she paid for the teeth? Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, baby, you won. A win is a win. (laughs) A win is a win. Yeah, That's, she's really weird. She, um, if I could be honest, and I know that people hate when people say this, like, uh, you know, that's the, the, you know, no people don't go looking for people like their parents or lack thereof. He, in my opinion, went and found a worse version of his mother. Like, yes, his mother is intrusive. Yes, she is overbearing. However, at the very least, she wants his, she has his best interest in mind. And he's not, even with her being overbearing and how she is, he is able to navigate that with her very well that I've seen. Yes. This is what's going to happen. Oh, yes. Melissa's coming in town. Yeah. I'm going to be at the, like, he's, he's good with navigating it with his mother. Yes. Yes. He seems to keep boundaries with mm-hmm. his mother and and in a way where he tries to still be respectful mm-hmm. of his mother. And I know that we gave his mom hell when we first met her, but it seems to me his mother saw something we didn't quite yet see in Melissa and is that she is still trying to live out her a high school fantasy she is trying to live out that she lost her virginity to the most popular guy in school but newsflash sweetie y'all are 40 plus years old this is not high school you are this is a man who has been in and out of jail since high school is a recovering addict and he needs to do the work properly to get his life back together and establish his independence I don't think he needs to be rushing back up to New Jersey to live with her because I just feel like the minute he doesn't do what she wants and they live together, she's going to put him in a position where he turns back to the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just not. She's just not. For, she's just not for him. She, yeah. she just isn't. Um, 
And I'm glad she's I'm glad she's finally starting to kind of see like this ain't no fairy tale that she's talking about with him. Like there's a lot of shit that comes with Louie. Yeah. And if we being honest, it's a lot more shit that's coming with her than that's coming with Louie. Yeah. Because to me, where Louie is, he has gotten a job. Got a car. He has a car. He is staying out of trouble. It don't seem like he's cheating on her, talking to all these other women. It seems like he's trying to do the right thing. So I am low-key glad Melissa is putting it on pause so he could really get his shit together where he's at. Mm -hmm. Because he seems to have some shit going for him in Georgia. Ain't shit for him in New Jersey, but starting all over with a woman who is very much so controlling and manipulative Mm -hmm. because when she's like asking him about getting his own place there i'm like bitch what sense does that make if his if the goal is for him to ultimately move to new jersey why would you want him to move out on his own and spend money that he could be using to save up to move to new jersey why would why would you want him signing a lease anywhere Why wouldn't you want him having a car? If he's got to get back and forth to work, you want him Ubering? You want him depending on his mom? Like, she wants him to be independent from his mom, but also not at the same time. Like, it's really weird with her, but I'm glad that they're taking a step back uh, from things. I am too. I am too. Um, Brittany and Andy... Oh, my blood pressure rises because she got me siding with a man and a white man at that. A fat white man that used to be a cop and didn't really take care and didn't really take good care of his kids. Do you hear me? Here's the thing. I I don't feel sorry for him because as somebody who has been on the other side of the law, you have an up close and personal understanding of addicts okay mm-hmm. in in this day and age and even when he when he was on the police force he saw what drug addicts look like up close and personal he knows what they look like even when they just get out of jail he knows what they look like when he pick them up to put their asses back in jail that girl is an addict and i don't believe she was sober in jail that's where the problem is coming in at if she had been completely sober in jail and was getting out sober, I don't think the monkey would be on her back like that. I think she was using in jail, and drugs in jail were more accessible to her than they are right now when she's with Andy. And she wants that money, and she wants to go get high. That's it. And let her fucking go. She left your goddamn cell phone. Go give it to a new prison bitch. And let's call it a day. Trade it in for the new Apple Watch. She got a monkey on her back and a piece of pork like you is not going to scratch that itch. Okay? And the way she was going person to person asking if if you got a phone, can I use your phone? It was giving a, a drug addict having withdrawals and itching because you had a fucking phone. You could have called your daughter from the phone he gave you and then left it with him when you got picked up. You're not thinking rationally. Mm-mm. So I'm very, because now that you say that, I'm a little bit sure that when her and her daughter left, they left and were getting high. Okay. So this is the thing. This is why I want to, 
I would like to see them stay on the show because I absolutely think the daughter is a drug addict. I, I think she's in the beginning phases. I think she's a baby addict, but I absolutely think the daughter is using. And, and I think that's how she bonds and connects to her mother whenever she gets out of jail is they get high together. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I could see that being a possibility. Because her daughter looked just as weird and irritable every time we saw her on the TV screen too. Like she needed a fix. She needed a hit. Mm. Because she ain't thought a bit more about them kids. Every time she needs, she want to talk to one of her children, she calls that daughter. Mm. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully this is the end of whatever that is. Because she don't want you, Andy. You got used. Be happy it was just what a thousand dollar lesson and just put and just push on. Yeah. Yeah. Just get past it. And don't let her come back. Mm-mm. No, don't let her come back. Who is next? Key Rock and Brittany? I need Brittany to have a reality check. I I, I really do. I don't think she, I don't I really don't think she should have quit cosmetology school. I, I think the doctors have been very clear about if they if they are going to do egg retrieval with Key Rock, that Key Rock has to come off of the testosterone. He has made it very clear that's not what he's going to do. So I don't know. I don't know what else and what more as far as like this family planning conversation needs to take place. Because Key Rock has also made it clear I don't I don't want to have a family right now. I'm trying to get myself to back together from being out of jail and probably getting through this transition and I'm not thinking I'm not thinking about kids right now yeah and Brittany has a very specific idea of what she feels like a family is and what marriage is supposed to be and for her marriage is husband wife kids and I don't think it's, I don't think Key Rock has that same feeling. I think Key Rock could be married to Brittany and never have kids or adopt kids or foster kids and be just fine. Yep. Yep. So the first thing that really bothers me every time they have this conversation is that Key Rock is less than a, is less than 90 days removed from prison. Mm-hmm. And in order to stay out of prison, Key Rock has to do certain things like focus on employment, staying sober, staying out of trouble, you know, getting an education if that's what he so chooses. And the fact that the things that will be beneficial in helping him stay out of trouble are taking a priority to your desires to have a children while you don't have steady employment. And then you keep weaponizing these fucking white woman Latino tears against him it's really starting to irk my fucking soul. It is no matter what you say, right? He's not doing this pregnancy shit the way you have it planned. So either you're going to find a compromise or leave him. Those are your options. Key Rock does not want to have children if it means he has to go off of his hormones and you know, start ovulating again and start doing this and start doing that. That is not the only way to be parents. Y'all literally could both sign the fucking birth certificate and that makes y'all parents. And, And your persistence about it, it's like you don't give a fuck about his body autonomy. You're in a relationship with a trans man and you are being 
as hateful about the situation as possible without saying nasty things to Key Rock. Get a fucking grip. Adopt, fertilize your egg, and carry the fucking baby, and y'all raise the baby together. But y'all have, you are trying to skip so many steps. Y'all are living in his mama's house, for God's sake. Y'all are living in his mama's house. You have just, you are a beauty school fucking dropout. You work at night as a bartender. You don't even need to be working in no fucking bar if you're going to get pregnant. Key Rock don't have a job yet. You have skipped so many fucking foundational steps. Like, what are we doing here? So I need her to get a grip. And I need her to be as committed to independence as Key Rock is at this moment. But she's annoying. And she's young. She's young-minded. So mm-hmm. now I kind of I guess I'm starting to see why he felt like he had to keep so many tabs on her while he was in jail. Cause she got a one track fucking mind. Yeah. I, I do have that. to keep remembering. Yeah. Sure. She's not even 25 yet. Which is, which is why I feel like Key Rock is also saying like, why do, are we having furthermore IVF egg retrieval and all, freezing your eggs? To, that shit is fucking expensive. Why is this even a conversation when you motherfuckers don't even have your own apartment? Key Rock don't have a job yet. Get a fucking grip. At least, at least chase down some financial stability. I really think she needs uh, some therapy to kind of, because it feels like she's trying to rush family because she is estranged. She's estranged from her her family. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And she feels like, if she's married and they have a baby that has Key Rock's DNA, that she'll kind of force her parents into being okay with the situation. Right. Like, see, mom, it's all, you know, it's it's normal. This is like, so it seems like that's what she's trying to do. And at 22, that might, that probably would be how I would think about the process also. So I'm glad at least there's at least one person that's a little more even-headed about it to express that but I think that's her thing she's trying to create a family because she's estranged from hers and she wants their acceptance yeah and um also again I'm glad Key Rock is a bit more uh logical in in -hmm. all situations with them because they met in jail so they have not been in a relationship in the free world until Key Rock got out of jail So trying to so quickly introduce a baby into this situation, it is, it's very irresponsible. It's it's very irresponsible. Like to me, you should be seeing if if y'all relationship can withstand so that y'all can get y'all own place together, start talking about marriage, start, you know, putting things into place, but going straight to IVF (laughs) doctors and- this person is weeks out of jail is stupid. Yeah. Very stupid. So, you know, bone strap and harmony is actually the more logical one in this situation. Not bone strap and harmony. You know bone, what? Bone strap and harmony is crazy. Just saying. Okay. Just saying. Not outstrap. Oh my God. No, busy strap. Um, okay. Joy know me. It took me a while. <laughs> But I finally remember Fat Moana's name. <laughs> okay, so listen. This this was a whirlwind of what the fuck. Because 
you first of all this man then gave his family all the scoop about you fucking three men ending up pregnant and don't know none of the don't know who the baby daddy is you got this baby y'all supposed to be a family together he has forgiven you for all the cheating whole time he cheating on you mm. and i just want to say to me you you can't cheat on him and he can't cheat on you because this was y'all first time ever meeting each other <laughs> this was y'all first time ever meeting each other face to face you never even went up to the prison y'all were strangers y'all are strangers strangers can't cheat on each other y'all don't know each other it was a bad idea and yes i understand him wanting to get out of st louis i understand him wanting something different but in order to do something different have something different you need to be a different nigga and the way that you're moving is not different that's the same old scumbag shit that landed you in jail lying and playing games unnecessarily but and then think just, you gonna go to New Mexico and live off the fat of the land with Moana. Is this just me or this seem like he needed to get out of St. Louis expeditiously for some other reasons? He needed to get out of St. Louis because whatever landed him in jail is still is there not settled. And, right, and it was he on his them, ass is what I thought. Yeah, he got, he, he got them bounces on. That's what that is. That's yeah. what I thought. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And instead of you acting right and just going on to New Mexico, you want to fuck Slim Shady. Like, this is... The real Slim Shady. Like, you really hopped in the car with Marshall Mathers. LP. And, went, and then this is the thing. Don't... First of all, don't call me best and don't do all of that shit because this, to me, a lot of times is what motherfuckers be doing to try to make their partner seem okay with some bullshit. If you would fuck them, that's not your best friend. That's somebody that you you would tangle in the sheet with if you if given a chance. That's not your best friend. That's not a platonic friend. It's not respectful. It shouldn't be going on. That's not your best you want, friend. You want some platicity is what you want. <laughs> that's the show title, platicity. <laughs> <laughs> platicity. That's <laughs> That's what this is about. And I'll admit, I counted Joy Nomi out. I said, oh, she, and I'm still low-key counter out because it ain't over till I feel like she in New Mexico. But girl, go ahead. But I'm, giving, I'm not giving her nothing because the fact that she waited to find him and roll up on him, a bitch about her business would have just took his shit to his mama house and been on the road to New Mexico. For sure. And I when feel like called, she turned around and came back yeah. and got him. Or she went to the hotel for like a day or so, but it, it wasn't, it was giving spectacle and not, I'm really finna do this. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Adrian, absolutely. Adrian, she didn't stay in on business. And, mm -mm. and I think it's, I, to me, that's some fucked up shit to bring home to your child who already fatherless. Well, he got three fathers if you think about it. Oh my God. <laughs> Adrian. Huh? <laughs> 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 what I think like I just you know I just think it's a I just think all of this is a waste of time and if she a, if she ain't no real bitch cause she thinks she cheated on a stranger so she, no she's not a real bitch she's gonna turn around and come get him and he over there begging talking about baby baby we, baby, we, can, we can work it out baby let's work it out we're not working out shit how you working, how you working something out with a stranger 
We're not working out a motherfucking thing. We're not working out nothing. Mm-mm. You can sit here, stay with your mama, and I'll be on my way to New Mexico. But the fact that she did all that, wait for him to get home. Mm-mm. Real bitches mm-hmm. would have had his stuff at his mama house. Mm. Hello. And, and and wouldn't have called him. It would have been when he called you. And by the time he called you, be like, oh, I'm back in New Mexico. I'm, you you wasn't answering the phone. So I thought maybe something had changed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your stuff is at your mama's house, though. Yeah. It ain't nothing but a duffel bag. So all those theatrics. Mm-mm. Keep them. Keep them. So she'll. Wanna... She gonna turn back. She'll turn back around, and he'll be in New Mexico, and he'll be cheating on her with other white women in the neighborhood, and that'll just be what it is. And because she quote unquote cheated on him and had a baby, she gonna feel like she deserved it for a while, if not forever. So, yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, let's talk about Helen Keller. Listen. So, okay. Um. I don't know how they crafted this season together, but I would like the inmates to get away from from the civilians in this season for the most part. I, I, I would like the people who have just gotten out of jail to get away from these dysfunctional, emotionally strung out, trauma riddled fucking people who leaned on inmates for emotional support and love because they were not sane enough and healthy enough to get it from other free people. The deaf lady is a fucking nightmare. She is a nightmare. And that man really fucking loves her. And he don't want shit from her. He another one got out of jail and started fucking working. She popping up with thousands of money and is getting a literal fucking attitude when he's like, where are you getting this type of money from? Because I can't be around you if you doing shit that you don't have no business doing. I got to protect my fucking self. And so the fact what, that she... Oh, go ahead, friend. No, go ahead, Jeremy. No, I'm saying, like, the fact that she is, like, putting him in a position to possibly go right back with illegal activities. Like, beloved, ma'am, bitch, <laughs> what is you doing? Like, the how did, fact that... The, the fact that she... He can't even ask her... And let's be honest, if if somebody was just complaining to you about losing their social security benefits, losing their food stamp, and then they come tell you, oh yeah, I got I got my hands on $5,000, you're going to have the same exact fucking question. Okay, but where did you just come up with $5,000 and you was just telling me how you lost your benefits? What do you have going on? The average person who needs social security benefits to maintain is not just stumbling upon $5,000 at a time. And her getting offended that he asked was a huge red flag to me. Huge red flag. Like, you trying to get this man locked back up. That's what you trying to do. Yeah, she not being honest. She not being honest at all. Uh, how, how you spell a lie in sign language? <laughs> Middle finger. <laughs> you spell it with handcuffs. <clears throat> Cause you going to jail. <laughs> That's what I do know. Listen, like I said, of all of the couples, I just feel like most of the inmates should be the ones doing the running. Like uh, the ones in Schenectady, he need to run. Uh, Louie need to run. Q 
Key Rock need to run. Uh, the nigga that's the interpreter need to run. Uh, the the only person that's really fucking terrible is Red. So, yeah. you know, the, these motherfuckers, again, we have said this countless times as we watch this show, there's a lot to be said about people who fish through prison systems for love. And a lot of the times they are not looking out for and thinking about the inmates. They're willing to do what they have to do to get access to the inmates. But for a whole, as a whole, this is for them. They are, they are, they are so fucked up mentally that it it takes them finding companionship in people who don't have freedom, which are criminals and fucking recovering drug addicts to make them feel desirable and wanted. It's a nasty word. But I hope they I hope these people get away before they end up back in jail fucking with these weird ass people. Cause I will say this might be one of the few seasons where more of the inmates got out of jail getting their shit together than not. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like it's I, it's been a long time, like since we've seen this number of like of the inmates like getting out and being like, you know what? I wanna have a better life. I'm sick of this shit. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you got the civilians either doing shit to try to that that could possibly land them back in prison or just being fucking weirdos or a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we go, uh, I just want to give a few shout outs. I'm going to give a shout out to Adrian, give a shout out to Jeremy. Um, this has been a fantastic year for Ratchet Ramblings and Ratchet Reloaded. We have brought y'all more funny than than not we appreciate y'all rocking with us i know we were covering some shows y'all didn't care for and our goddamn stream surely let us know y'all stream the streams let us know uh because when it was time for potomac and when married to medicine made his way back and bell collective made his way back um our streams let me know because y'all clocked the fuck in um so we appreciate y'all i appreciate you jeremy and adrian very thankful for y'all uh, not just as co-hosts but as friends and as family and i i know that you know we'll continue to remain uh for tough we will continue to remain like join me spine built tough uh All mighty right. but little uh <laughs> but this 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 is what I want to take us out on. Thanksgiving is Thursday, okay? Here we go. If you have not perfected the recipes that you want to use Thursday before we get to today, don't try that motherfucking recipe. You had all year to break out that mac and cheese recipe you wanted to try. You had all year to learn how to clean and cut the motherfucking greens off the stem and make sure they're not gritty. This week, start today, it's not the time. It's not the time. If you have not been reading up on what to do with that goddamn turkey, it's not the time. Fry you some chicken on Thanksgiving. A bird is a bird, okay? Turkey is chicken's older cousin. And sometimes you can't handle the bigger cousin. Stick with the little cousin, okay? I'm just saying, and food is too motherfucking high for y'all to be trying recipes and, and wasting food. It's just too high. If you know you can't cook, don't you bring nothing but some cups. You bring some sodas. You bring a Cokes. 
You bring some sweet tea that's pre-made. You bring some forks, some spoons, some knives. You can even bring a patty pie or a patty cobbler. Bring toilet paper. Bring toilet paper because niggas going to have to boo-boo after eating all that goddamn food. If ever there was a time to have the mud butt you deserve, it's after eating good Thanksgiving food that's going to run through you like the fucking Tomb Raider. No, don't nobody want to try your custom homemade cranberry sauce with, with, with orange zest and cinnamon and cloves in it. Go get me a can a, a Ocean Spray jelly cranberry sauce and you mind your motherfucking business. It's not the time. Whip out them waggedy ass pots. Do what you got to do if you know how to cook. Go get you a pie crust out the frozen section. Listen, listen to me. I hate making pie crust, so I don't. I can, but I don't like making pie crust. If you got a sweet potato pie filling that stand up so good that it can handle being poured into a pre-made pie crust, you do what the Lord got on your heart to do. Don't you bring nobody. Don't you bring that pie over there with that fucked up crust. You don't have to do that. Go do it. And also, if you got a nasty attitude, stay home. This is my biggest takeaway. Stay the fuck home if you're not thankful this year. Don't go transferring your bad vibes to everybody else. Motherfuckers, it's, I don't give a fuck about what, the, what Christopher Columbus did because real niggas ain't never celebrated fucking Thanksgiving based off of Christopher Columbus. Niggas have always wanted an opportunity to go to the family member house that they know can fucking cook and have a good time. Le stay your ass home if your inner if your vibes is bad. Go get you a French go get you some French bread pizza from the grocery store and stay home and get your energy together. Don't fuck nobody energy up on Thursday. Don't be trauma dumping on people on Thursday. Oh yeah, hi. hey, it's good to see you. How you doing? I could be better. Mm -mm. Turn right back around. Go on home. Come back when you better. If you could be better, be better. Try an edible before interacting with the Try family. Try an edible before interactions. Try an edible. Get you some eggnog and let it run through you. Nog, nigga, damn. Hey, I have a question. Okay. When you hear eggnog, do you automatically assume alcohol? Or do you have to hear spiked eggnog? Um, when I hear eggnog, I automatically assume spiked eggnog with some spiced rum. Okay. All right. Yeah. What about okay. you, Jeremy? I mean, I'm from the south of the country, so I always assume this spike because... Yeah, yeah. He from, he's so country, he assumes everything got liquor in it, even if it's for the kids. Uh, okay, now. Well, I'm gonna go well look, look, I ain't never heard Go, go lay that, go get you a little <laughs> bit of this and go lay down, boy. Now, <laughs> running in and out of my goddamn house now. Go get, have you a little sip of this, go and sit on that couch and watch Bluey. We, we need to go that far now. <laughs> <laughs> go sit on the goddamn couch and watch Into the Spider-Verse. Because <laughs> <laughs> You fucking up, fucking it with the grown folks. Um, happy holidays, y'all. I'm so thankful for the Flawless Noises Media family, to all of our hosts and co-hosts. And I hope y'all are prepared to stay tuned because we do have some new content coming. Um, happy holidays to my husband, who is very grumpy and very grouchy, but he seems to be in the holiday spirit. He said he is excited for Thanksgiving. And I'm very shocked. 
because he don't like nothing but me and the kids. And sometimes me is questionable. I mean, that's just typical for, with a nigga from the Bronx. So. Yeah, he is just a little mean ass nigga from the Bronx. He's just very standoffish and you know how that goes. Um, but I'm, I'm thankful for y'all. I'm thankful for our listeners. And I hope that y'all have an amazingly safe, joyous holiday season. Be surrounded by people that you love and care for. Get in them group chats and talk shit all day long. Um, and, you know, wear your comfortable pants. Don't wear your pants you got to snap up. Wear your pants with the elastic in them. Okay? That's, that's it. Be comfortable. But we... We'll be back next Sunday. It'll be a short episode because we'll just be covering a regular feed. But we we hear um, Felice nigga died. Uh, your mama is a ho ho ho. Uh, you know all all the salacious holiday sayings. Be prepared for them to come your way. Okay, y'all got anything else before we go? Nope. Uh, don't date white women because you'll be outside in the car eat Thanksgiving. Oh my God, it's the anniversary of Elon James. Let me tell you something. You are known, unless you change your government name, as the nigga who told Twitter that your wife's family would not let you come in the house to eat Thanksgiving dinner and her little brother had to ask for you to be able to eat with their family as a as a birthday gift. And they still said no. And they said no. They told the nigga, take this $100 and shut the fuck up. But oh, how black women were there for you during that time, I guess. I guess so. Well, have, the, have, have the outside plates you deserve. Uh, outside uh, plates you deserve. <laughs> okay, on that note. <laughs> we out. Bye, y'all. Bye.